two extremely heavy suitcases, half a semester worth of tuition in the form of traveler's checks, I find myself exactly 14,705 miles away from home, thriving in the great American dream. Well, most stories that you hear about this kind of a journey starts off very bleak, poverty, struggle. Mine is not such a story. Mine is a story of a young man who left and came here, dropped a career that I was extremely successful at to come and search for what I've considered to be the next step. A very moving conversation is one that I had with the registrar when I first got here. Got to the school, had my two very heavy suitcases, went into Bob's office and introduced myself. He looked at me and he looked at my file and with his head tilted with curiosity, he looked at me and said, what are you doing here? Well, it is this question that I'm going to attempt to answer in this podcast. What am I doing here? So here we are, uh, Mr. Finance Manager. Things are going good. This is a pretty lucrative position, lucrative uh, business. Uh, for the first time, um, I'm um, on pace to making over $100,000 a year. And that's a good thing. I've only been uh, out of college for, for a few years, so that's a good thing. Life is uh, going the right direction right now. And uh, as always, I'm trying to learn from, from all the people around me. And uh, one thing I learned that uh, kind of funny is uh, the guy who, who told me about this called, called it uh, FU Money. He says, Regis, here's one thing about this business. You must always have some FU money. I said, what are you talking about? He says, well, the BS should never outweigh the check. When it does, you have to be able to say FU and go home. Find you a place that will appreciate your services and appreciate what you do. So we had a good laugh about it, but, you know, that stuck with me. It's like, man, that, uh, there's a... Uh, there's some logic to that. So, of course, you know, any good advice, I always think about it and take it upon, take it on board and and move along. But that, that was uh, that was pretty interesting. So I'm, I'm to this day, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to that guy because, uh, <laughs> you know, there are times when the BS in the corporate world, the BS outweighs the check and you just, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take my circus to the next town. You got to be able to do that. But most people in sales make a lot of money. And what we do is that we spend a lot of money. So in the end, what are you doing? You're living paycheck to paycheck because every time you get a raise, you you increase your, your lifestyle, so to speak. And um, for every dollar that you get, you increase your spending by a dollar. So you're just in the same position as you were when you're in college making $12,000 a year, you know? So 
anyway, so fast forward, we are we 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 are doing pretty well, and uh, here comes a here comes a a, a a new guy. They hire this new guy who is supposed to be um, number two guy, number two guy from the from the guy who runs the whole place. Very headstrong guy, and you know he wants to push his weight around and all this good stuff and. I'm at a point now where I'm doing I'm doing really good. I'm I'm starting to get some recognition company wide. You know, it's a big group. They, you know, the group is probably I don't know about twenty stores nationwide or it's at least statewide. I beg your pardon. And so it's a bit, it's a pretty a big group, you know. But I'm starting to get some recognition that there's this guy who's doing pretty good there out there. And uh, so this guy comes along and. He's pushing his weight around and he's trying to get under my skin and tell me what to do and this and that. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know what, man, this is not working. This is not, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to let anybody, you know, talk to me in that way. Uh, whatever you have to say needs to be put across in a, in a reasonable way, in a civil manner. You know, and, 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 and the joke that I always make is, is, you know, my introduction, I talk about how many miles it was for me to, to, to get down here. So, uh, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. You know, that many miles um, to come down here and take this kind of an attitude, I don't think so. I, I traveled uh, <laughs> way too long. For me to uh, to have something of this nature. So anyway, he gets all wound up, and I get wound up, of course. And he says, "Well, you can just go home." And I said, "You know what? I'll I'll do that." So I got in my car. I went home. The next morning, the GM calls me. Says, "What are you doing? What's going on?" I said, "Well, you know what? Um, I, I ain't coming back there. Your, I mean, your guy can find somebody else." to do it the way he wants to do it and to be talked to in that manner. You know, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to have anybody disrespect me. If you've got something to say, you can, you know, talk to me in a civil manner. So, you know, no, 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 that's not what we want. Let's, let's meet for lunch and this and that and this. And I said, nah, you know, I did. Yeah. As long as I'm reporting to that guy, it's not going to work. We're, 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 this is a band-aid here that we're working on. And what's the point, you know? No, 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 you know, I'm, I'll talk to him and this and that. I'll tell him to stay out of your way and, you know, so on and so forth. So I had a couple other managers who I, I got along with pretty good. They called me up. And so eventually the GM meets up with me off-site and assures me that uh, things are going to change. And, uh, you know, this guy's going to stay out of my way and let me do my thing and, and all that. And, uh, you know, I went back and things were okay. I mean, his, uh, his, his attitude was in check. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I was, I, I, I'd grown an attitude to where I was beyond uh, learning and beyond being coached and uh, uh, beyond uh, being counseled. But, you know, when you have gone through the struggles of life like I have, and when you have put your heart into everything that you do like I have, there's a certain level of respect that you, 
you you expect and I I I I deserve a certain amount of respect. I command a certain amount of respect. And I'm not saying don't tell me that I'm wrong, but you know you don't talk to me any kind of way either, you know what I mean? Because the back then the the norm for most of these places was they were just harsh to put it lightly. You know, to put it lightly, I think the industry was known to be very crude, so to speak, and just talk any kind of way and use all kinds of phrases and stuff like that. And that I don't have any 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 room for that in, in my day-to-day life. I mean, will I say, you know, a bad word every now and again? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not one to have a whole conversation or string three, four, five sentences where, you know, that's uh those kind of words are a common phenomena you know so so i came back and uh you know things were good and he stayed out of my way and things went went on pretty well we 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 went on to uh to succeed and and do some great things within the company got some awards for our dealership that we're doing pretty well so yeah things things were going pretty well but uh let me, let me let me go back on this and dwell on this just for a second. You know, it's very important in in life, uh, business or personal, to treat yourself with respect. And the way you treat yourself gives others an idea on how they should treat you. So when when you hear me say I command a certain amount of respect and I deserve a certain amount of respect because I treat myself with respect, I've I don't think there's anybody who I've ever talked to who can tell you that, you know, he was throwing F-bombs and this and that and that. You know what I mean? I always, you know, I, I, I say to people, I've got more vocabulary than that. I don't need those kind of fillers to, to be able to communicate and put my point across. I can put my point across without throwing F-bombs, without uh, belittling people and making people uh, feel bad or whatever the situation is. So... It's very important in life for you to to carry yourself the way you want people to see you. Because if you speak in a particular way, you are making it okay for somebody to speak to you in a particular way. If you entertain certain things, whether they are being said about you or about somebody else, you are saying that it's okay for that to be said about you at some point. So that 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 was a major disagreement with this new guy was that I, I just didn't appreciate the way he was talking about whatever it is that uh, we disagreed on. Um, it could have been put very, very differently and I would have probably received it much, much better and wouldn't have had this uh, this fallout. But anyway, so we, we, you know, like I said, we made up or whatever. We come back and it's uh, it's it's business as usual and business is going pretty good. And uh, at this point, things have been going up pretty well for uh, for the finance uh, for the finance team and the finance department. the The guy who was my my director at the time is uh, is promoted. He's promoted to uh, to be the second in command. This guy ended up leaving, who I had a falling out with, and this guy's the second in command. And is uh, you know he basically takes over the store and my my. Uh, my GM at the time, he, he you know, he's concentrating on, on, on bigger projects, so to speak. So at this point, um, my GM promotes me to 
finance director. And to tell you what the definition of destiny is, or the definition of, I don't even have the right word, actually. I don't have the right phrase to, to, uh, to put that across. I don't want to say anointed because then that, that, that just throws it off. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to say. But when, when your course has been plotted and you are supposed to achieve this or do this or do that, very little can stand in your way. The only thing that can stand in your way usually is yourself. Because yet again, this promotion came, you know, as a surprise because I didn't have the tenure for that, uh, for that position. I hadn't been, been a finance manager or a special finance manager for long enough to be, to be given a director's role. But that's exactly what happens. I mean, this guy I've met, uh, you know, we've, I've talked to, to, to this guy, uh, this general manager that I, I talk about now some 20 years later. And, you know, the funny thing is that I, I've never really asked him what was going through his mind when he was making all these uh, decisions. But I think it's a question I would love to ask him next time I see him. Um, I'd like to understand what kind of an influence or who was speaking to him or what the voice in his head was telling him at the time that he was making these decisions. But anyway, so this is a big deal. This, this is a big deal because this puts you at number three in command, basically, in the store. And with some stores that don't have um, a GSM, it puts you number two in command. Uh, and, and, and I mean, it's, it's, it's humbling. It's, it's scary at the same time because as a guy that that had the had 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 the experience had been doing this for a long time and i felt sorry for the bugger because i was in my office and 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 he came and he told me that he was going to make me director and and you know okay thank you this and that all that good stuff and um <laughs> this is funny actually because i can picture this so this old chap um He's sitting in the director's office because obviously, like I said, the director had just been promoted. He's sitting in the director's office, and I was I was in my old office, my old uh, uh, finance manager office, and he was a, a fellow finance manager who, obviously, like I said, had more tenure than I did, had more experience rather than I did. So, so he promotes me, lets me know about the position, and. Uh, and I think maybe an hour later, this guy's still sitting in that office. So I finally went to him. I said, hey, did you tell that guy you just promoted me? Because he's still sitting in there. I mean, if you had told him, I would, I would expect him to be moving his stuff to his old office uh, and, and, and not be sitting in there. I mean, he, you know. So it took him a while. He says, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll go and talk to him. He was kind of agonizing over it, actually. So... So he, I guess he brings him into his office and uh, he, he, he talks to him and, and, uh, and this guy stayed, you know, uh, this guy stayed and he actually end, end up, um, uh, we, uh, he worked for me for, for quite a while, actually, because then he was now my, my finance manager, one of my finance managers. Yeah, that was, that was interesting, actually. That was interesting. Now that I look back and think about that, it was, it was an interesting, uh, uh, 
day that uh and 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 I I got to tell you I felt for the guy because I was like man I mean if I I know he had he had, had at least some 5 maybe even 10 years experience compared to some you know some young gun who doesn't have 3 years experience <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah anyway so um you know, so I, I get the the finance director position, and I and I I start doing my thing, and and um, things start things are okay, things are not too bad, they're working out okay. So a, a, as a finance director, one of the one of the things that you do is that every now and again you get to meet uh, the the lenders, the banks. So one memorable occasion was uh, we went uh, to meet a bank in California. And we landed, I think, uh, I don't know, Orange County, California, that really bad airport where you, you know, I, I, I don't know that wrong. Yeah, it's, it's just, in, it's in a valley. So the airport is not fun to land or to take off because, you know, it's like you're in a spaceship or something like that. But anyway, so we go down there, we meet with this lender. And the reason I, I, I talk about this is that this was a, this was a monumental experience for me. This this kind of changed my outlook on life and my outlook on a lot of things because this was the first time I'd seen real money. You know, we all talk about, oh yeah, so-and-so's got money, so-and-so's got money. Until you see money at play, money, real money being used, it's 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 a humbling experience like there's no tomorrow obviously the owner flies over there in his private jet and we take the commercial flight and we get there and we are put up in this hotel now 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 this is this is uh almost what yeah yeah 19 years ago 19 years ago this is and we are put up in this hotel opulence does not describe what this was all I remember is, is uh, the one thing that hit me is the, 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 the bottled water over there was, I think, $16, $16. This is a time, keep in mind, this is a time when the same bottled water in the store probably was not even a dollar, $16 or something crazy like that. And uh, we, uh, we check in. It is beautiful, beyond belief. Every room has got a view. And, you know, I'd, I'd been in a nice hotel before. I'd been in a five-star hotel before, but nothing like this. Nothing like this. So we, we, we're in this hotel, and uh, we go and meet the lender. And the lender does a little thing. They give us a tour of the facility, a tour of the credit center. We get to meet some of the buyers. Who, uh, who we talk to every day and all that good stuff. It was uh, pretty nice. And then, you know, they they took us out to lunch and it was, you know, kind of modest, nothing nothing memorable. And then, obviously, the dealer, you know, took us back to our hotels. We chilled for a little bit. And then we're, we're going to meet at this, uh, at this fancy steakhouse um, for dinner. Huh. Oh boy. Anyway, so we get there and our table 
there were I, I don't know but you know keep in mind i said there were about 20 20 uh 20 stores so our table of about 20 people was not in the restaurant it was in the three-story wine cellar right in the middle i remember the cheapest bottle of wine in that wine cellar the very cheapest bottle of wine i remember distinctly was $373 was the cheapest bottle of wine. And the first thing is obviously you can go up and down the stairs um, um, and choose the wine that you want. I can't even tell you how many bottles of wine were consumed in that place. And none of them were cheap. I don't think we had a single bottle of wine that was 300 bucks. I don't think so. And obviously everything there is, is just exorbitant. I mean, it's just over the top. And, and, and that's when you see the different side of things. That's when you see money. Not the way that I'd seen it before, but that's when you see money and you see just how money can change your life. How money changes people that are around you waiting on you for 20 people we probably had i don't know six seven waiters in there you didn't have to wait two seconds for anything everything was right there somebody was almost literally waiting for you to to turn your head and say i need this or i need that but the lesson that i learned from this is that money is a good thing now i know a lot of us uh, i've heard of all you know, money is the root of all evil and stuff like that. And, and I, I couldn't disagree more. I couldn't disagree more. And it was put very nicely by somebody, somebody much smarter than I am. They said, money doesn't buy happiness for you. It buys happiness for other people. Now, think about that for a second. I can tell you for sure that for the, for the dealer, the guy who owned all his dealerships, who had this exorbitant amounts of money. To him, it was just another day in the park. It was just, no, no big deal. We're going to have dinner and then we're going to have some steaks and then we go to this place, we're going to have some cigars and sit in the lounge and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't that big of a deal. But to me, and I'm sure to a few other people, it was life-changing because it was a lesson of what you can do with your money. Money will bring happiness. It might not be yours, but definitely other people. So what, what you do with your money is important. Are you changing lives with your money? Are you making somebody's life better? Because I'll tell you what, the most satisfying and the most gratifying I ever feel is when I do something for somebody else. Not, not expecting anything in return, but when I do something for somebody else, that, that makes me feel good. That, that leaves me with a high and a woman fuzzy that I can't replicate with anything else. So over the years, I've learned how to do this. I've learned, I've learned how to, 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 to get this feeling. It's an amazing feeling. That's why when I'm not feeling too good, I try and stay away from, uh, from my wallet and try and stay away from my car because I'm going to go out and, and, uh, and spend a bunch of money. But anyway, the, I, I, I tell you what, being able to go to a grocery store and see somebody who you you can see from what they've got in their basket that you know what they they're kind of struggling a little bit and paying for their groceries 50 bucks 60 bucks 70 bucks 100 bucks whatever it is 
and then just sneaking away and leaving. You're not waiting for the accolades and being said thank you and this and that, none of that. You cannot imagine how good that feels. You have got no idea. I mean, now, 20 years later or whatever it is, you know, years later we've got, you know, people putting it on Facebook and putting it on Instagram. Hey, I gave this person a hundred bucks. I did this, I did that. It's not about, it's not about the acknowledgement. You see, it's not about um, the thank you. It's doing it without expecting a thank you. Because the thank you comes from within. That is the value that I learned of money that day or that weekend, those two days that were out there. It was crazy because after dinner, they lit up some, you know, those crazy expensive uh, cigars that I know even today, I, I mean, I'm like, I wouldn't want to spend that kind of money. So money is a wonderful thing. It's a great gift that needs to be used correctly, that needs to be used wisely. But you better believe it can buy some happiness. It can. You can make it so. The one thing that most people in my industry never talk about is just how very blessed we are. Salespeople in general, I would say we're, we're on the lazy side. We want to make the most amount of money in the least amount of time. And most times we do. But what we never talk about is how well we do, how blessed we are to be in this position, to be in an industry that pays us so well. But I would say, if you're a salesman out there, it doesn't matter what you're selling. If you're a salesman, you're getting paid decent. You're getting paid well. If you're really good at your job, you're getting paid really, really well. I've got people that make so much money that there are no amount of years in school that they could have been able to accomplish that would have given them that much money. But apart from creating a good foundation for your family and a good future for your family, bless others. Bless yourself by blessing others. Because like I said, the feeling of giving without a thank you is unbelievably good. Try it. Try it.